Boom blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that, that I sent, sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Wrap it up, fans. How y'all feeling? I'm glad to be back. Yes. Apologies, I've been away. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you without adult pod to step <laughs> I to. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but I've been sick. It's been beautiful to get my voice back finally. Yes. Because the past few games, I can't even lie, I tried to I tried to test it out during the game. I'm watching it. I'm like, can I actually talk consistently? Did you do it in the mirror? 15 seconds. No, no, no. While I'm just sitting on my couch. <laughs> this is Sheldon. This is Sheldon. <laughs> can, I, can I actually just talk for 15 yeah. consecutive seconds? without coughing or sniffling into the mic. Yeah, that I couldn't do it, and it was annoying. And I'm like, I'm not going back through and spending an hour to edit out every single cough. Yeah. It's just not a thing. So took a couple games off, tried to get back, and now the voice, still not a hundo P, but good enough to get good the enough. job done. And more importantly, though, happy to be here with the crew, because regardless of how the voice is feeling, it always helps out when I got some extra voices along with me. So first off, Mikey, how you doing, man? How you feeling? Good, man. I'm glad to be back. It's been a while for me, too. Mm -hmm. Excited. Big Raptors win. Big huge, win. Huge Raptors win. Uh, Q, how you feeling, man? What's going on? I'm good, man. I'm good. Glad to be back. Yeah? Yeah. You feeling good? Always, always. Feeling better with after the Raps win? I just want, I, I want to start this on something. And guys, okay. it's not a sour note. Okay. It's just um, a segue in to see how far the Raptors have come. Of course, we won the championship, but today's an anniversary for the Raptors. I'm not sure if we all know about this, <laughs> yeah. um, but today's January 22nd. It is. And 14 years ago, Kobe dropped 81 on us. Oof. So Oof. you remember Oof. those times, right? Going through all the whole Vince Carter saga, all that. To Before now being champions. To now being champions. To now having a team that, again... They doubted, but they're motivated, and it's almost just as fun, if not more, than it's it was funny. last year. Do you know what? It's funny you bring that up because it's like, before winning the championship, the most famous moment in Raptors history is maybe the dunk contest or yep. Kobe scoring 81, yep. depending on which side you look at it. Yep. And so on the anniversary, the 81 points is still something that will always just be incredible because I still can't believe it, even though I've seen it and we've seen the highlights all the time yep. and all that. And shouts to McAuliffe who always brings us up, but the Jim Todd interview at halftime where he says, you know, Kobe had 26 or whatever in the first half. So our game plan is to let Kobe get his and try to <laughs> shut down the rest of the team. Yeah. <laughs> like that's so incredible, yeah, I right? Know, I know. But to now be like, hey, doesn't matter. We yeah. we the champs now. Kobe actually had a little skit today too with Jalen Rose. I don't know if you no, caught that. No, so that's that. from that's from uh, Jalen when he signed with ESPN a couple years ago. Oh, was it was Jalen oh, had a sitcom. Yeah, and that was like one of the scenes from the sitcom. Funny piece. Very where Kobe funny piece. walks into him, just keeps making eighty one. Kobe jokes. ordered he ordered he ordered a vodka, <laughs> something like that, and the waiter asked how many olives he wants, and he paused in and he said eighty one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good little skit, but I mean, anyways, like I said. Right now, we here we are, Raptors yeah. champions, leading the division at almost the All Star break. Yeah, life's good, right? 
life is good if you're a Raptors fan as they come out with another win against Philadelphia 76ers Again. in a big boy game, as I like yep. to call them. Raptors win 107-95, and it was an interesting game because there's no Joel Embiid for the Sixers. But if you ask Raptors fans, Lugasol. well, Raptors fans aren't going to complain about injuries yeah. because they've obviously dealt with the season-long bite of the injury bug. So at the end of the day, some people might even say that the Sixers have been playing better without Embiid. Mm -hmm. But I'll start with you, Q. What did you make of the Sixers and just how they looked running and gunning with Ben Simmons leading the way? And hey, the Sixers were looking really good in this game for the majority of it, no? Yeah, yeah. And I think... You know, as Raptor fans, you just witness when you have uh, some key guys out, other guys have to step up. And especially in Philly, where a lot of those guys, I mean, you, you most of you guys couldn't even remember who was on the court yeah, for most of the game. Yeah, right? true. Right? Where a lot of those guys kind of come out of nowhere. But, it, you know, they are NBA players. So everybody in the league yeah. can play. And they come in. They have something to prove. Mm -hmm. So they, so you know, they went at it. They hit yeah. a lot of open corner threes. Yeah, it's true. I mean, but and the rotation was there, and they were running. They were playing defense. Yeah, the Mike Scotts and the Thigh Bowls, and well, I Mike mean, Scott kind of always. Hits I mean, Toronto, the Seventy Sixers <laughs> always, right? but it was it was they, it was more like the Norvell Pels and the the, the, Shakes, the Shake Milton. Yeah, and, uh, Shake Milton came in. I think he hit two threes early. Yeah, but they, even, they were running early. We've always said the seventy seventeen off the bench. The Seventy Sixers bench. I don't know why they always play inspired against the Raptors. So it seems I don't watch many 76er games. No, I know. That, but you know what I mean? They play I hard. Think, I think the thing with the Sixers watching them tonight, it was kind of like, you know, getting a glimpse of what people are talking about in terms of Ben Simmons leading the charge yes. and yeah. them not Embiid not there to slow the game down and Embiid not ball stopping. And the narrative and, in Toronto too could have been just Embiid had he been playing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a different but Simmons, Simmons just running up and down. They're getting out in transition. They're moving the ball, you know, the ball going from corner to corner. And early on, the Raptors defense, I mean, it, it looked very suspect. Not like the Raptors defense that we've come to know, right? And, I mean, the Raptors were down 35-26 after one. Um, should also mention, I guess, Patrick McCaw got injured. Uh, someone sent me a text message. My guy... I shouldn't, or maybe I shouldn't say who it is. I don't know if I should. But someone sent me a message saying with the update of Patrick McCaw's injury. But um, trade candidate, uh oh, broken nose, but will oh, travel okay. with the team. He'll just wear the Patrick Batman McCaw mask. Is the update that I got here. Josh Richardson yeah. also got hurt. So, I mean, at that point though, I know Patrick McCaw seems to be a huge talking point for Raptor fans for whatever reason. But he goes down. But. At the end of the day, Raptors go on a 12-5 run early on in that second quarter, cut the lead to five, and their offense just started to look really good, and it was the same trend that we've been seeing since he's come back from injury. It was Norm Powell, yeah. who was doing a really good job in this game, I thought, of just getting to the cup. What do you make of Norm so far, Q? I'll start with you, just in terms of what you're seeing with Norm's confidence since he's come back from injury what a couple weeks can do for you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the, the story was, is when are we trading Norm and how can we get for Norm? And yep. now Norm you is indispensable. Yep. You yeah. can't, you know, we were having this conversation in our group chat the other day and I was like, you, when, when there's a rumor of, of Norm for, for J.J. Redick. Redick, yeah. Right? No, and you, you can't do that because no. J.J. Redick, yeah, he's going to come shooter. in. He's going to hit threes. Shooter. Yeah. But Norm does more and Creates is more valuable shot. to this team yeah. than a J.J. Redick would be. And to me, if unless you're getting somebody who's going to come in and be your number one option, 
You can't trade Norris. Yeah, with with Pascal playing the way he's been playing, slow process coming back. Yeah. The the like we said, the guy creating a shot most effectively has been Norm. Yeah. I mean, I know his efficiency is crazy from behind the arc, but like it, that's not that much fluke, right? So as he com- continues to play this way, his usage rate's going to go up. He's going to get more time. I know he's mm-hmm. been mostly like the sixth man, but the last three games, like the numbers have been crazy. Oh, it's and, the last five. Last five, yeah. Last but he's been six. He got hurt. It's no. six games six since games. he's been back. And this was his first game under 20, and he yeah. scored 18, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. But even if you go to the games before he got hurt, he you add oh, on that, like yeah, another yeah, like yeah. four games. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, he was one of five from beyond the three-point land in this game, but still six of 11 overall. Yeah. And that's a, that's a maturity and a difference I think you're seeing from Norman Powell this year mm-hmm. because there's more of a commitment to not just settle for the three. Yeah. Sometimes I think – and he – don't get me wrong, he's splashing threes in yeah. the games before, but it's still within the framework of the offense, you know what I mean? He'll let himself get hot before he's just routinely shooting threes, but I like that, especially early on, and you saw it in this game, his commitment was going to the basket, basket first, yeah. and I was stunned at how my guy was driving to the basket and dunking. Like, he was finishing at the rim with dunks and off-vert that I was stunned by. I was like, yo, how how's my guy dunk that? It looks like he's kind of off-balance, yeah, and yeah. he's still getting up there and dunking like, it's it. It's like a half-hero step, and then he just <laughs> launches. Yes. But no. I think, yeah, but I think it's his shot selection. Mm-hmm. It's not forced. Uh, it's, it's all in the offense, which yeah. makes it look clean, and it, and it just gives you a better look. It's all in rhythm. Yeah. A bit of confidence, too. I, I know it's so cliche, but when we talked about Norm previous seasons, it was always like one good Norm game, yeah. three bad Norm games. One, yeah. re- You know what I mean? And now that he has um, like the consistency going, I think that's being more positive and boosting his yeah. ego a bit. And he's making better shot, sh- shot selections. And like you said, and now he's knowing he's going to the cup more driving. So I think his too, game all around has been amazing. I think, too, I know because of the Raptors – uh, injuries this season yeah there's been a lot of who's starting who's coming off the bench what's the bench rotation a lot of that conversation but i really honestly think as we see this consistency from norm to me it's almost better for him to come off the bench because it's like you know what your job is yes. come off the bench and get buckets yes you don't have to think too much like yes of course we still want you to play defense yeah. of course we want you to move the ball we want you to do whatever but no we need you to come off the bench. And I think sometimes when your role is, is you know, coming off the bench or and doing that, just give starter. us energy yeah. as opposed to start where it's like, okay, well, everyone's kind of feeling their way through the start mm-hmm. of a game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. if you just come off the bench, no, no, no. You get that ball, you go. We had the and same I, convo with Gasol last year kind of coming. Who, who should was start? start? Who should yeah. come off the bench? Yes, yes, yes. And but, I mean, just to see what Norm's doing, I'm super impressed and you just got to ride this out if you're the Raps for as long as you can because I don't know how long it's going to go, but as of now, Norm Powell has been the Raptors' most consistent scorer over the past, what, Month. 15 games? Yeah. Two months, yeah. But I think I think it's it's not about who started coming off the bench. I think it's just the confidence in knowing what his role is on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that yeah. whether it's off the bench or starting, yeah. he's playing a certain amount of minutes. Yeah, right? for sure. Whereas last year, if it was like – if Kawhi went off, mm-hmm. Norm might not get in the game or, or really play consistent minutes, right? Yeah. But in this game, Norm is – he knows he's playing, whether it's 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. And he knows what his role is. 
It doesn't matter technically at the end of the game if you start or come off the bench, if you get somewhat of the same minutes as a starter anyway, right? For sure. And so Norm, since I'm just looking at his box scores now, if you go back to December, so since December, Norm has only been in single digits once. That's crazy. Right? Oh, sorry, twice. Two games, he he had eight points against the Sixers, and he had nine points against the Pistons. Every other game, he's been in double figures. And if I just read out 15 points, 23, 14, 17, 22, 25, 26, 20, 23, 28, 20, 27, 18. Like, <laughs> if that's you told Norm me, Powell. <laughs> right? Like, that's Norm Powell? Yeah. His game log? Like, that's crazy. And again, he's doing that shooting 59% from the floor in this month, and he shot 54% in from the floor in December. That's incredible. And shooting 42% from three... 53% from three in the month of January. I mean, that's going to come down, obviously. But of like course. you said, he's cutting to the basket, which is an element to his game, creating his own shot. Like, mm-hmm. That's huge, right? But does it come down? Obviously the shooting percentage, but I'm just talking about the overall production. No, 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 no. I was talking right? about the, like the his, I was talking about his, right? his, score, right? his December percentage right? of fifty three. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. I'm not expecting that all of a sudden Norm comes back down to earth and is giving us eight points. Yeah. Well he's gonna right? get game planned more now. In the second half, like a lot of teams are going to. I mean, the weird thing, though, about how this Raptor season has gone because of all the injuries. Someone Siakam else. Siakam started up. out hot. Yeah. And he's kind of cooled off since he's come back from injury. But like, and I'm was... not reading too much into that. But in terms of scouting reports, yeah. right, and how teams are, are match up for the Raps. You have games where Freddie's coming off and he's just R-J splashing three. You really can't game right? plan like, against it's Toronto. Tough. Yeah. Because whose game, deep. Is it? whose game is it? It's is just Serge who's giving you a double-double? Is it? His mark went off. And Nick Nurse is loving it because he could just scheme and, 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 and come at you with so many different rotations, right? Yeah. He had six Raptors in double digits tonight and Surge with 16 and 7 Surge off the bench. Well. Surge played well. 6 and 9 from the floor. Mentioned Norm's 18. And then when you go to the starting lineup, Mark Gasol, who, yep. you know, Surge was balling, mm-hmm. right? So at some point you knew this great start that Mark Gasol had in this game. And you're still kind of like, oh, is he going to check back in? Yeah. But Serge is playing so well, it didn't even really matter. And you look at Gasol, my guy finished 7 of 7 from the floor, 3 of 3 from 3, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. And like, a fadeaway on Al Horford right in his eye, But too. this is the thing about how his game's looked since yeah. he's come back. He's my refreshed. guy's hitting you with the full yeah, arsenal. Full fadeaway. Right? Dude, you're not, most you're moves, not, threes. I don't remember the last time... I've had the we've had it where where Gasol gets the ball at the top of the key and just doesn't look at the basket. Yeah, yeah. right. That, he's not giving like one that of these, that passive that back that passive. Right I'm pass. here to yeah. pass the ball, Gasol. Yes. Yeah, it's totally that true. He hasn't. Yeah, he lost it when he when he was injured. Well, whoever it was, I remember him saying that him saying when he came back that whether it was the coaching staff or the other players on the team, everyone was in his ear while he was out of the lineup telling him. 
when you come back, we need you to shoot more. We need you to get busy. We need a bit more of the old Marc Gasol that can get buckets. And you've seen that. It's exactly what you're talking about. He's way more aggressive in terms of looking for a shot. But how much more, and we talked about this from going back to last year. And I know everyone thinks I'm the Marc Gasol lover from last year. But one thing I've always maintained is I want to see him get more touches in the paint. Because I felt that too often all of his points were just based off if his three-point shots were going. And that's not even fair to him. It's not like he's Steph. But you know you can give him the ball in the post, give him the ball on a pick and roll, and he can score in the paint. He can beat many centers in this league. And it makes his game so much more effective if the defender doesn't know if he's going to shoot, turn and shoot, or he's going to pass it to the cut. Which he hit off Siakam with a couple of times in this game as well, which (laughs) makes me so frustrated when I watch Pascal Siakam sometimes because he gets some easy buckets just by cutting to the cup. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, we were talking about this during the game, Q, it looks like my guy's just like settling for, I'm going to be blunt, terrible shots. Shot selection from Pascal Siakam. He finished with 18 points, but was 8 of 23 in this game. And before we get to the negative, because I don't want to seem like I'm just bashing on Siakam, who's going to be named an all-star starter tomorrow, but he did have 15 rebounds in this game, which shows that you're getting on the glass and finding other ways to contribute. In terms of shot selection, eight of twenty-three. What were what was it that you were seeing from Siakam in terms of his shot selection? Mike, I'll start with you, man. Siakam shot selection in this game alone. What did you like? What didn't you like? It's or was just, he just missing shots? We were saying this too that it, it seemed like he was trying to do a little too much instead of doing a bit of ball movement, maybe getting the bat the ball back mm-hmm. in a better spot to shoot. Right, like he yeah. was even missing his quarter threes. Yeah, but. It's it's kind of like it's maybe it's in it's in his head since he's come back that like you were saying now the spotlight's kind of been on Norm, Freddie's been having three great four or five great mm-hmm. games in a row right so it seems like he's trying to shoot his way back into a rhythm instead of letting the flow kind of yeah just come to it right Q what do you think man I think he's got to remember what got him that max contract. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't being <laughs> ISO. Yeah. It, it wasn't being ISO Joe, right? No, like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the versatility is what got you this, right? So, mm-hmm. okay, your shots not falling. Teams are still game planning for you. You're still getting double teamed, yeah. right? You still got the, the team's best defender on you. Yeah. So, like that's why I asked you earlier. Is like how many assists did he have? And yeah, he had three, but he probably could have had seven, mm-hmm. right? Where you're drawing in a double team and you're dishing to Norm or Fred or whoever's hot that game, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, I think he has to learn. I think he, you know, last year it was Kawhi's team. This year it's... it's Somewhat his it's, team. It's, yeah. Somewhat told his it's team. Siakam's it's, team. It's told it's Siakam's team. <sighs> but that might not be... It depends on who's on the floor. And I think... And you know, no, no, no doubt. He's our best player, right? Okay. But he, you know, you have to be... He's not to the our best player to the point where you're a consistent thirty a night. You're not Giannis yet. You know what I mean? He's still he's still growing. So I can't. So to just give him the ball and say Siakam, give me thirty, and anybody steps to the side is not going to happen. Someone named Obi on Twitter writes in and calls him ICP in this game. <laughs> well played. That was pretty good. Well played. I like that. I like that. I'm amused easily too. So funny jokes like that will always get read, but. Yeah, Siakam, I think the the shot selection is just a matter of, I was saying it during the game, sometimes I think he shoots just because. 
And you don't have to do that in this Raptors yeah. offense. As you mentioned, if you trust the offense, trust the pass, the give the ball up, get you. it back, it'll come back to you. And there's a moment in this game that I charted in the third quarter, right, where the Raptors offense is struggling. Norm bangs in a three to make it a three-point game. And Norm's been playing well. Next time down the floor, Siakam drives out of control and gets called for an offensive foul, okay? Next time back down the floor, Simmons gets a layup on a backdoor cut, beating Siakam to the basket, okay? Siakam comes back down trying to score on Simmons and gets his shot blocked, then argues with the ref and takes a tee. And it's like, bro, you started the game like 6 of 17 or whatever it is. You see Norm getting some shots, pass the man the ball, yeah, right? Like there's no need to force it in that instance. I get that it's a little bit of what you're yeah. talking about where he's seeing everyone else get off and it's like, oh, I got to get mine too. Yeah. But like, you don't do that on this team. Is is it coincidence? Kawhi this, didn't even do that last year. But is this coincidence and this is touched to his ego that he made a statement today saying that he thinks he could win in an all-star one-on-one challenge? Right, oh, I don't know. so I didn't even hear that. Comment. Yeah, so that's, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he I mean. Maybe that's in his head that yeah, he but it's, thinks but, but it's not that even... he could take anybody to the basket. Yeah. Like, like we're saying, instead of trusting your teammates and doing yeah. the ball movement, right? But it's but not it's even so... that. It's the defense. He's not. He's not a prolific three-point shooter. So the defender off top is giving him that space, which yeah. is why he's settling for shots. But if you, and it's fine if you take those first two or three shots. Mm-hmm. If you realize this game is not a shooting game for you. Then you have to do other things. Mm-hmm. You have to get the ball in different spots on the floor. Mm-hmm. Cut. Like, a basket's a basket no matter how you get it. You don't need to bring the ball from our basket up the court one-on-one not and not once. get anybody no. in- involved. But not pass it right? once and shoot the ball. That's my thing. I don't like when anybody takes the ball, gets a rebound, comes down the floor, doesn't pass it at all, and just shoots it in the yeah. half court, right? Yeah. But I just think Siakam as well, he's getting used to the ball movement. And to elaborate on what you said earlier, Q, how you got here leak the leak outs right remember how many times the fast break kyle lowry kyle passes touchdown pass. right trust mark gasol backdoor yeah. cuts get your easy baskets like that going to there's the not cup. there's not too many power forwards that are going to be able to keep up on him on a jab on a you know the, the yeah, v that, cut yeah. and, and just yeah. you know but the drive, iso drive siakam the yeah. we don't need that there's no need no, for one that. on one. But, he's, but the, he's not. He's not there yet. Is what I'm saying. Of is that he's not, not there yeah. yet? Of course not. And as people are bringing up, uh, people are talking about Siakam not getting foul calls. It's true. And the thing I keep bringing up is when the refs see you barreling to the basket out of control, they're rarely gonna call a foul on yeah. you. Right, they're rarely going to give you the foul call. If you're out of control and just kind of throwing it over your shoulder as you go to the basket out of control, they're not going to give you that foul call. But if you're going to the basket strong, as if you're trying to score through the contact, not away from the contact and throw it up, that you're more likely to get the call at that point. But someone who contact or not didn't matter. Oh, sorry, no, before I move on, I wanted to read this and ask you guys a question. Also ask you guys, if you're listening on Twitter, at Shell Alexander, or live on Instagram at Shell Alexander, let me know what you guys think. I'm going to ask a question, and that's it. I'm not leading it in any way, but I'm going to say this. Pascal Siakam, we know he was averaging, what, 25 a night before he, he went down with injury? And since he's come back from injury, 15 points, I'm reading the box scores, okay? 15 points on 6 of 17 shooting. 21 points on 9 of 15 shooting. 12 points on 3 of 9. 14 points on 6 of 10. 
18 points on 6 of 13, and then tonight, 18 points on 8 of 23 shooting. So that's 16 points per game Pascal Siakam is averaging since he's come back from injury. Are you worried about that? Is that a trend, or do you think that's just him working his way back from a hamstring injury? What do you guys think? Is that something that's a trend that like this is going to be is this it is a, just what it is maybe, as everyone else has figured it out? Is it maybe a trend on the Raptors offensive scheme like like it seems like they're playing more of a slow down pass the ball type and maybe or there's more people involved in scoring. Yeah, and like buckets. you know what I mean, we're like we were talking about a lot of majority of his points was that speed and that fast break mm-hmm. and the open corner three coming off of a steal and you know what I mean and yeah, and, yeah. and it just it feels like He's yeah, like you said, he's trying to shoot his way back. Back. Yeah, I'm not worried though. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not right. worried. I think he's good enough where he he's gonna have to adjust. You know, maybe maybe the consistency may not be there, but I think he's good enough where he's gonna go off one game, have 30 points, and and still steal us a game. I just think he needs to learn how to be the number one option, right? It doesn't mean, yeah. it doesn't mean take the ball, tell everybody to spread out and go ISO one-on-one, especially when you're playing against the other team's best defender. Yeah. It means get the, get the ball in positions where you're going to be the most effective. I think he knows how to be the number one option. I just think it was under the way he wanted it to be in the beginning of the season. Now he just has to adjust. But the thing about Pascal is he's good at adjusting. Beginning he, of the season, he works he wasn't, it, it wasn't so better. much, there wasn't so much ISO. I mean, it was kind of, it had its moments where there, I, I there was like the he, moments, he was definitely but he forcing. did the other, he did do the other things. True. Right? I think, where you give Gasol the ball and you cut to the basket. Yeah. Gasol, he's got to do more of that. That's when he, when he does those things, the, the scoring goal is from, when he uses his speed. To the yeah. 26, 28, 30, 32. Yeah, I think too, like, you know, there's also a big chunk at the start of the year, obviously when Lowry and Serge went down. So obviously his shooting numbers had to go up and yeah. he had to score more. But I also just think overall, 25 points a night for Pascal Siakam in year, what, three? Yeah. Year four? Four. That was going to be crazy. Yeah, that's right? like, league leading. And the, like, the, the, league the, leaders. the fact that he's down to like 23 or 22, like... If he's averaging 20, that's more so what I would have thought he would have been at, that 20 to 22 range. Yep. And more importantly, I think it's better served for the Raptors as a team if you're getting more scoring from Marcus as well as Norm, right? You're getting yeah, more scoring from those guys because... Pascal can go off. Yeah, 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 right? Like to... him getting 25 each and every night. Yeah. I don't know how sustainable or how good that is for the rest of the team because that means he's taking that many more shots yeah, yeah. and it's less shots for other people. I mean, he's can taking also get that many shots, but yeah, he's not hitting it. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's more of a, an even game plan as opposed to just feed it into... Yeah, but he's taking that many yeah. shots because he's forcing yeah. Yeah. those yeah, shots yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like we but said, what I'm I mean... Saying is, is, is if, because, because he's a mismatch in most... I would say in most... Matchups, yeah. right? Whether he's either big, he's bigger than a small forward, he's quicker than a, the average power forward. If he does the other things, cut to the basket, get the ball off screens, and and doing all yeah. those type of things, the, the game is going to be so easy for him. Yeah, he's a quick learner. Yeah, no, super interesting for sure. Uh, Pascal Siakam, 
still at the end of the day, as mentioned, I'm pretty sure he's going to get named an all-star starter yeah. tomorrow well night on TNT, which is crazy. And I looked this up earlier today, but if Siakam does get named an all-star starter, that means the Toronto Raptors will be the only team in the NBA to have someone start in the all-star game since 2015. No other team has done that. Wow. Had someone start in the all-star game since 2015 not each and every year. Golden State? No. Steph's not going to start this year. That's right, this year, yeah. Right? Steph's out. Yeah. Steph's not going to start this year. Clay's out. So it would have been Steph, yeah. but Steph's out. So it's it went Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, DeMar, DeMar, Kawhi, and then this year. That's, fact. that's mean, crazy, yeah. It Right? When you think about yeah. it, if you were to say how, which team has had an all-star yeah, starter. An all-star, yeah, an all-star, all-star starter. starter. Yeah, that's like every year since and the fact it hasn't just been one guy, like a LeBron, yeah. that just does it back-to-back. That's, it's that is, amazing. That so again, shouts to, shouts to Pascal because he is just having a good year yeah. as well. And yeah. you know, it's not all negative. And I still rep the fact that my guy's out here rebounding. He's still trying. You saw Nick Nurse talking to him, trying to talk him up and keep him going. Even Fred, at the end of the game and I said Fred kind of put his arm around him and, yeah. and whispered something to him. Fred's so becoming a people, big leader. I think like like we were saying, people can see that you know he's pressing he, too he's much. Press, yeah. Exactly. He's pressing too much. Uh but let's get to some comments as something we love to do on this pod. As mentioned, this is Wrap It Up, which is the only live and interactive Raptors post-game show, which means we take the comments and questions of the people, which we take them live on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Same thing goes for Twitter. Live stream questions and comments coming in fast at Shell Alexander. So let's start with Matthew, who says... Uh, Matthew on Instagram, or sorry, Matthew's on Twitter, and Matthew says uh, he's playing less minutes now in reference to Siakam. Uh, Siakam's on a minutes restriction. He's playing less minutes, and I don't even know if it's a minutes restriction from the injury, but I know that Nick Nurse is making a point now because all those guys played heavy minutes early on. Oh, yeah. Right? So him, Kyle, their minutes are coming down. So by nature, does that mean, is that the reason possibly why his points are down? Just because he's not playing as many minutes, maybe. No, I think I think it's actually his play he is forcing it, and right now his shots not there. Yeah. Right. With his, I mean, if his shots, if, if he makes, what did he shoot? One of eight. If he shoots three of eight, that's an extra, right? That's an extra yeah, yeah. couple points, and we're not having this conversation. Yeah. But the Raptors are still winning, right? Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. Massive. Still winning. So. Uh, I mean, let's he'll get it together. Let's switch to Instagram as I'm going to read a couple in a row here because we got a bunch of people commenting on Siakam. Asmi says, nice to see Pascal still keep his head up even though he had a not-so-great game. Coach Flores on Instagram says, Coach Flores. shout out to Coach. Yes. Uh, he says, I think the injury has affected his game. Something is off. I think he's okay to play, but he doesn't look the same post-injury. Not worried. It will work itself out. Uh, Glow Girl Smile says Siakam's speed seems to be off. Yeah. I think maybe it's a thing where, you know, as you get back to game speed and game action, you know, your moves might not be just as crispy yeah. as they were at the start. Well, that's of the his year. superpower is the speed, right? So, I <laughs> yes. mean, like he's trying to kind of play without it at full strength. Yeah. And, and credit to everyone in the chat. Everyone's saying they're not worried either. Neither yeah. are we. No. Right. So it's just what we're talking about, what we do on the pod, right? We, we share observations. And that's the thing about this year's Raptors team is when someone isn't playing well or goes down with an injury, someone else steps up big. So 
for sure. Uh, Lisa on Twitter checks in and says, Siakam wasn't all bad. He was defending well, so I'm not mad at him. He is going to be fine. He's coming off injuries. Totally agree. Yep. Len on Twitter or on Instagram. Len says, not worried at all. We knew this is part of Pascal's growth. Let him figure this out. And that's a reminder, right? Like, yeah. this is his first year in of primetime action, right? <laughs> and my guy's still putting in work. And, hey, there's no reason to be worried, right? Yeah? Nope, I'm not. Not at all. Not at all. Let's talk about someone else that had a big boy game, and that is Mr. Freddie Van Fleet. Man. And I know we've gone, what, 30 minutes without, without even mentioning it. Save the best Freddie. for last. But, I mean, this guy has had such an interesting season because we know he's been dealing with nagging injuries. I still go back to the fact that I'm kind of surprised that the Raptors have been going this long with the Fred and Kyle backcourt. Yeah. But Freddie will have these games every once in a while where his three-point shot is just blinging. My guy finished 6 of 7 from beyond the arc in tonight's game. 22 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. But Q, I'm going to say this. To me, what was more impressive, tell me if you agree or not, was when Freddie was making those threes. Because I felt like there were moments where the Sixers were coming on and Freddie was like the run stopper, like, nah, we got this. How When Freddie's hitting like that, how big is that for this Toronto Raptors team? I mean, it's just another weapon. Like you, like you, right? Like we've been saying, like Siakam, if he's not giving you twenty-five to thirty, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. we all oh, we only need eighteen. Because Norm's also giving you eighteen, yeah. and Fred's giving you eighteen, and Kyle's giving you fifteen, and Serge and the depth. everybody's right. So we don't really at this point. Like, sorry to go back to to Siakam, but we don't need that number one guy who's just going out being the lead. I'm going to pause you for one second because that's exactly what our guy here, Pastor Wesley, says. Let's be thankful we don't have to rely on Pascal to drop 30-plus a night to win. We good. Right, yep. Exactly. Exactly what you're exactly. saying. Continue, my dude. Right? So that's what I'm saying is that although Siakam is our star, our all-star this year, all-star starter, and our best player, the gap is not – it's not Kawhi and the, and the guys, right? It's not, yeah. it's not Pascal and the rest of the Raptors. Mm-hmm. It's Pascal, Fred, Kyle – Surge, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. everybody, right? Also, the 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 big thing about how Freddie played today was that it gave Kyle extra minutes on the bench. Yeah, right. Like you, the, the, Nick Nurse had the unit out of I think it was RJ and TD. Fred was leading the charge with Ibaka, right? And yeah. I remember, I remember I even told you like, holy, when are you going to put Kyle in? And then you said. Yeah. You know, he's on a little bit of a minute restriction here, but it was a close game at that time. Kyle was back up to 35 in this game after being below 30 the last three, I want to say. But there was a big chunk of the end of the third and most of the, I think he came back in with about seven minutes left in the game Mm -hmm. and Freddie took over in the first of the, you know, the beginning of the fourth quarter, right? Big shots, um, playing like a true floor general. And if you go back to his last three games, you said he he hit six or seven uh, from beyond the arc. Yeah. I think it was one of four the last game, and then eight of nine or seven of eight the game before. So, out of the last nineteen threes, he's hit fourteen. It's that's incredible. like seventy-two percent, right? <laughs> like that's crazy. Glow girl smile checks in on Instagram and says, "Freddie got the timely shots and changed the momentum of the game." Totally agree. Like Freddie, when he's hitting those shots, those are just like 
to use Freddie's own term, those are the FU threes. And they don't even hit there the rim. It's hit, all mesh. <laughs> there was one he hit the three and then came back down the floor and pulled up from like five yeah. feet beyond. Those like, are the FU I, threes. We called it. We called it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going in. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know it's going in. Yeah. I've noticed too that um, we all know Kyle and Serge have their little spot up elbow shot, right? Mm hmm. It seems Freddie and, and Serge are getting a little bit more comfortable yeah. playing together as well. I've noticed a couple little it's plays One thing today. I really give Fred Van Fleet a lot of credit this year. He's done a way better job in running the pick and roll yeah. than Serge. Yeah. Just in terms of hitting him in, in stride. Knowing where to him, get him the ball. Exactly. Yeah. Where to get the bounce, hit him in the pocket pass so Serge can get it and just go. So you could put kind of you could put Serge with both of them. You could put Serge with Fred or Serge with Kyle when Fred's on, and you know that Serge is going to be more effective, and that's what he and has been, right? We were um, talking about that earlier, but we're going to need that in the playoffs yeah. because you're playing bigger teams, I think, especially against a Philly. You're going to need Mark and Serge on the court. Yeah. Yeah. For a majority. And so having the fact that you could, whether it's Kyle running the offense or Fred running the offense, there's still that fluidity there. Yeah. Totally agree. And it, it's going to be super interesting to see because, you know, whatever happens in the playoffs, I have no idea, right? Hopefully but, we get Orlando but, <laughs> and then, then Brooklyn. But as it goes along, it's like this whole season is kind of a, a test run to see, okay, who do you have in crunch time? Who yeah. does get the ball? Who's making the decisions? As Austin points out on Instagram, Austin says, Freddie changed the momentum just like Norm did last game. And that's what makes us so good. True. Right? And going back to Norm's game ag against the Hawks, where my guy's just like yeah. splashing threes, yeah. when you see stuff like that, and these guys, again, I say this a lot, I think the Raptors have pretty decent three-point shooters, yeah. but the way that they play when these guys are getting great looks because they're wide open, and that's when you see these guys splashing them. And when they're hitting like that, they're tough to beat. I have I have a question. Just what goes around this, and it's just so we all know. Obviously, to win a championship, you do want to have that star. Nowadays, those two stars. But is this gonna be something as a copycat league where they're gonna see what Masai's done with the Raptors, mm -hmm. and if they can't attract the Giannis or the Kawhis, do you think they're gonna go for Plan B and go with kind of the depth? That the Raptors have. I don't, Seven I, it's strong. It's super interesting, right? right? Because I think, like, the really good teams, and if you, and, and I know it sounds crazy to compare the Raps to the Spurs, because the Spurs have had 20 plus yeah. years of yeah. being good. But the reason for that is the because system. it hasn't mattered where they're drafting. Yeah. They find players that fit into their system. system yeah. And I think that's where it starts having a system that's your foundation. And so now you're plugging in guys who are going to play defense, mm -hmm. right? Yep. But then who also can knock down shots. And I think that that's the key where most teams mess up. Because look at teams that have been crap, and I'm going to use Cleveland as an example, because minus the LeBron years, what is that oh, team? Yeah. But they've drafted pretty solid players. They've had pretty good players on their team. But they have no system. They have no identity, mm -hmm. right? And look at even other teams, you know, Orlando's been a team that's been in the, the draft lottery forever and ever. Keep having Phoenix. a chance to draft teams. <laughs> Phoenix, yeah. yeah. But these teams have no identity. And no. you look at the Raps and you say, how do they do it with undrafted dudes and dudes not drafted in the lottery? And it's system. It's yeah. this is what we do. Yeah. We play hard defense and 
we run and try to push the pace on offense and we share the ball. This is our system. I think that's a key to success because look at the Hawks, right? It's just Trey Young getting empty stats. Yeah, playing no D. No defense. But Vince Carter's getting minutes for whatever reason. Like, what is that? Yeah. But this, this, this is the NBA, though. So I think. True. So I think, I think it's the fact of where these guys started that allows them to have become the players that they are. These guys weren't all American AAU superstars, one and done players, yeah. right? Those guys come into the league and think I'm the the next, whatever. Yeah. Right. So to get to be Phoenix, who has you know, who Booker knows, four, five, and, six yeah, like, yeah. lottery all picks on top the team. three picks, yeah. To get them to buy into a system, yeah. they've never played in a system their whole lives. They don't know what that is, right? Yeah. None of them were told, you're not going to make so it. So co- it's hard to copy right? Right? what Whereas the Raptors guys, have done. These guys have fought and clawed their yeah. way to being even, you know, half-decent NBA players. Mm-hmm. Now they're champions, Yeah. right? It just... Their mindset is different than the guy who went to college as an all-American, mm-hmm. one-and-done player. Selfish a Who little. comes into the NBA as yeah. the number three overall pick. Yeah. And just thinks, you know, in a couple of years, I'm going to be a $20 million player. These guys are still fighting for that. Siakam's yeah. the only one that's actually kind of gotten to that level where he's a max player and he's now a star in the league. Fred's still fighting for that. Yeah. Yep. Kyle just now got that. Yeah. I mean, Kyle TD's was, next. Kyle was basically OG's holding still. out in training camp to make sure he yeah. still got his yeah. last yeah. deal. Yeah. Right? yeah, no, it's totally true. It's an interesting right. point. Even Kyle wasn't I mean the Kyle fought his way to being what who he, he, is, he was, right? right? Mm-hmm. And even when he got there, he was still he still was still doubted until this year. Yeah. Right? Until he has a ring on his finger. So I think just their whole Mentality is different. It's a testament to Messiah and the Raptors brass, definitely. Oh, yeah. And here's a dope stat. As someone writes it on Instagram to give us his stat here, ESPN just posted a stat that the Raps are the first team to have everyone who scored finish with 15-plus points since 1996. So think about that. Everyone who scored for the Raptors in tonight's game. So, again, that's Siakam with 18, Gasol with 17, Lowry with 16, Van Fleet with 22, Surge with 16, and Norm with 18. Wow. Yeah, because OG got zero. OG yeah. had zero. He started in 20 <laughs> TD, minutes. Yeah. Uh, Rondé had zero points in 14 <laughs> minutes. TD had zero points in 13 minutes. And McCaw played, but not really. Kudos to the stat crunchers at ESPN. That's Put it in some work there to That's find crazy. that, right? Good stat. Um, it's just a crazy night for the Toronto Raptors and a good solid win. Because, again, I know Philly doesn't have Embiid. Yeah. But if there's one team that's not going to really care yeah. about your injuries, it's the Toronto Raptors who have played this whole entire season dealing with the injury <laughs> bug. And, I mean, you look at their record. Coming into tonight's game, they were 2-7 and seven against the top teams in the Eastern Conference. That means Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, Indy. That's it, right? Miami. Or did I say Miami? Yeah, you said But anyways, the top teams in the Eastern Conference, they came into this game 2 of 7. Now, if you take a deeper look into that, there's a lot of those games where they were the Raptors didn't even have three of their starters. Yeah. Right? So, it's a tough grind, but if you're Philly, this is a thing you got to go through, and the Raptors got to play who's in front of you and win those and games. And really and truly, you know, obviously Embiid is not a scrub, but if Embiid came into Toronto have a, and had a game like he's had the last couple of times, <laughs> it wouldn't Toronto, have mattered anyway. With, exactly. the, with, with the way Toronto shot today, it's a blow game because yeah. it's their bench 
and those guys coming in making shots that kept them in the game. Yep. Definitely true. Totally agree. Totally agree. Austin says we don't have one closer. It's whoever is hot is our closer. Pretty true. Much. We like that, right? We like I mean, that mentality. Leading the division, yeah. right? Would you have thought we... at the All Star break that the Raptors would be leading the division pretty yes. much by the All Star break? I didn't think that. No, yeah. I did not think that. I mean, well, I don't know if I would have put my money on that. Size comments last night. We're gonna die trying. Yeah, but yeah. after that, he was like, he he went on for a bit, and he was like, the what these guys have done with the injuries, they, they've shown you. He's like, we owe it. He essentially was saying that he owes it to them to like. See what happens. Here's a good question for them. Also, but also, Masai said um, his his whole point to because what were you just saying? You were just saying I just completely leading the division. Leading the division. Yes, sorry. Masai basically said no one. Everyone nobody would have thought that. He's like there. He's like there's not one person that would have thought at the start of the year with all these injuries that the Toronto Raptors would be where they are. In third place with a shot at second in the conference. Nobody would have thought that they're in second. And to hear that from Masai. Yeah, and he's saying with a shot. It's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and yeah, he's like Miami, to hear that from right, Masai, yeah. right? That's yeah. when I was like, first off, shouts to you for being so candid as you always are, but also he's right. It's been an incredible run for these guys, and they just keep cooking. And it's it's, I've gotten to the point now where almost like you know what I say about Kyle Lowry, where I'm like I've gotten out of the business of trying to predict what Kyle Lowry's gonna yeah. do night in night out. I kind of don't know what the Raps are going to do this season. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I don't have any expectations at all because it's just like, ride the wave. And I was already thinking that because of the championship. Yeah. But now, just the way that the season has gone along, it's like, I don't know, man. I'm just going to enjoy what the fuck's going on. And I don't know. Enjoy and, uh, the like, playoff run. And like I said, with the success that they have, like another good little question for people to chime in on is if you could put your GM hat on, do you stand pat with this team and let it ride? Do you sacrifice a piece to get something bigger? I stand like, pat. I know? stand pat. I'm not sacrificing anything big, and I'm not and giving up any of my young guys. Norm was the only one you could have really with that salary anyways, and but you I'm don't want to trade not, him, right? But I'm even not giving up any of my young yeah, guys. TD or Chris. Like, or, no. yeah. like, so I'm, I'm standing pat mostly just because I'm like, we still haven't seen what this team is Healthy. at full strength. Yeah. And so you want to give them a chance. They've earned the right to at least bare minimum let these guys ride it out and defend their chip. True. Whatever happens, you, you I wouldn't even be mad if they lose in the first. And I'm not saying before all the comments are yeah, coming yeah, at yeah. me, they're not. But yeah. I'm saying if they were if. to lose in the first yeah. round, I wouldn't. You can't even blame these guys because they put in season. work in this season yeah. and earn the right to roll the dice and say, "Hey, let's see what happens." Yeah. Q? Q. Yeah, if anything, if you make, like I said, the small same depth center, move. The small depth move. Like, one one extra big man to come off the bench. Yeah. Veteran big man to come off the bench for, you know, added fouls and defense. Something like that. But every every other position, I think we have our Set. one and two. Yeah. And right? you don't want to get yourself in, like, a, a Kevin Love salary thing that no, messes you up for 2021, right? I just think of all the guys that are mentioned, the Kevin Loves, the Tristans, the, the, Drummonds. the Drummonds, I don't think any of those guys is like you get that guy knowing you're deaf, that he definitely That you can beat you the Bucks, the yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. and Or the Lakers right? or Clippers, yeah. You're still going into to Milwaukee yep. or, or Philly, yep. and it's still going to be a, a dogfight. I don't think right? you sacrifice there's your no, future no, and cap room. There's no Kawhi. For, yeah. Right? 
Len checks in on Instagram and says, Agreed, if this team can get into the finals, they'll be reminiscent of the Bad Boys Pistons. I think it just means in terms of like not having the like top end yeah, high end superstar. And and yeah. I mean, it's a very interesting point. Uh, yeah, winning without a superstar, that's super interesting. But I mean, hey, as of right now, Toronto Raptors are winners. Yes. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers 107.95, leading the way, Fred Van Fleet, 22 points on six of seven shooting from beyond the arc. Give him also some eight assists. Big game. Big game for Freddie leading the way. Norm continues his hot play with 18 points off the bench for the Raps. Solid game from Kyle. Kyle with 16 points. Great night all around. Serge and Gasol had it going. Great night for the Toronto Raptors. A big win as they improve to 30 and 14. They've won their fifth game in a row. Yes, fifth game in a row. The Toronto Raptors have won. And they just continue to roll. Yeah. And if you look ahead to their schedule, New York Knicks on Friday. There's some there's some winnable Juicy games ones, coming yeah. up, right? There's some winnable games coming up. And I mentioned this to Q earlier. And I know a lot of people always talk about your national TV games, right? And yeah. how, you know, why aren't the Raptors on ESPN more? Why aren't they on TNT more? Which I don't even know why we care about because we can't see those games in yeah. Canada. Exactly. But it's a thing Raptors fans get mad about. You get the TSN feed <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yo, man, remember what company we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. Is that the company you mentioned? <laughs> anyway, I'm joking. I'm joking. But anyways, right? The one thing I mentioned to Q earlier on is how much do you really want those national TV games? Because the one thing, and this is a, a real like deep dive nerdy thing I'm going to bring up right now. But if you pay attention to the NBA schedule, as soon as football ends, right, you get Saturday night games on ABC and you get Saturday or Sunday afternoon games on ABC. ABC. And all of those games are always big boy teams. Meaning, if you look at the Lakers schedule down the stretch, the Celtics, Celtics the Bucks, Lakers, yeah. those schedules are way harder, harder because you have to play those, you have to yeah. fill those Good national point, yeah. TV spots. On Tuesday night, that new D-Wade night that they're having with Shaq, then your normal Thursday with Chuck and Kenny, yep. then you're talking about Saturday night on ABC and Sunday afternoon on ABC. Those games all got to be filled with Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, Sixers. So like how much do you really want to be in that mix? True. Right? I'm just saying. I'll take the Orlando's <laughs> Pelicans. Atlanta back to back. Give me those. Give me Jack and Leo and Pelicans. New York Knicks basketball. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, so the Raptors play on Friday. They got the New York Knicks. Sunday. In New York, right? In New York. Then Sunday, they're in San Antonio. Tuesday, they get the Hawks. Thursday, they get the Cavs. Wow. Friday, they get the Pistons. Wow. Sunday, they get the Bulls. Wow. (laughs) So what you're saying is what? what, what, (laughs) But by the time they play another big boy game, they might be forty and forty. That is crazy. Yeah. The, then they play a back to a home and home with the Indiana Pacers, and that's all the way at February fifth and February seventh. And then the Ola, Ola Ola Depot right? might be back for those games. Yes. Ola Depot's March first. I heard. Is it March first? I thought it was I, before that. I, I, I thought. Oh, it was, is it? I thought it was the end of this month. Oh, maybe it was Feb. Maybe 1st, that's Zion. I'm Zion's tonight. No, I thought. It, I thought it was. I thought it was. No, I'm pretty sure. Is it? Ola Depot was supposed to be. End of this month. Again, oh, though, the main purpose, so the Raptors' upcoming schedule, Knicks, Spurs, Hawks, Cavs, Pistons, Bulls. My bad. It was Steph Curry supposed to be back March 1st. You're right. Yeah. 
That's an easy That's ask. That's a very easy for the schedule. Raptors. So, hey, pad your stats, Pascal, yeah. figure it out, get back into the good scoring books. And that's probably the best thing for Pascal because you know how he likes to torch those He torches those yeah. teams, yeah. Those teams will get cooked. Yeah. We can rest Kyle Lowry a bit, definitely, yeah. with those upcoming games. Boucher can get some minutes. Yes, Boucher can get back into, into the minutes. Can we OG, OG, OG real quick? Sure. You have time? All right. Because there's a lot of comments about OG and... Okay. Should he should Norm be starting over him? And so I wanted to get your guys' kind of take on on OG currently. It's it's all your perspective on what you want OG to be. Mm-hmm. If you want him to be like when you have a team with so many weapons and consider the depth like this, then make your perspective on OG the guy that you put on the number one option on the other team. He's your defender, right? Yeah. If you I mean, go in, it, yeah. If you go in thinking, oh, he's got to get twelve. Okay, fine. Let OG get 16, 18 points, but he's not playing as well defensively. So if you just think of him as a stop gapper, put him on the best player on the other team, and whatever you get out of him, whether it's eight points, four points, ten points, is a bonus. That's the way I look at OG. Yeah, I think it's what you should. Sheldon, go ahead. To me, with OG, I'll be honest. Like I was expecting more from OG, just in the sense that, like, you know, and I think. I think it was more based off the talk or the hype the surrounding hype. it because people tried to make it seem that because he was out all of last year, yeah. they're expecting the leap that Siakam took yes. or something at least which looking like fair. that, yeah. which exactly isn't really fair. Now, the one thing that I keep, I think is kind of the blessing with that all said, you're still kind of at the point where you don't really need him. Exactly. Like you need him to be good. Yeah. Like it'd be great if he was being, if he was way better. But the fact that he's still coming along slowly, but still giving you good defense, still having decent games here and there where he'll pop up and get you high teens to 20s. Yeah. But you're still not getting that consistent 15 a night from OG, which I think is kind of the disappointment because he has every opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm more happy with the fact that the Raps still are okay. They're still doing really well with the fact that he hasn't taken the leap that you might have hoped for. At the start of the year. But we forget that he is actually younger in age than Terrence Davis is, <laughs> yeah. right? So he's still got for sure, totally tons of time to get his offensive game going. Well, that, was, that was kind of my take. Like right now, offensively, and I guess this is what everybody's trying to saying where OG hasn't lived up to the hype yet. Yeah. offensively, but he's our seventh option. Yeah. How much? True. How much points was your seventh option? Like, look around the league at the uh, the, uh, uh, the other true. team's seventh. Still on his score. rookie contract, like you right? said. Too, like, yes, right? he starts, so. but he starts because he's he's a versatile defender. He's six eight and playing the two the two spot. Yeah, he can guard pretty much any position on the floor. Right, he was guarding Trey Young the other day. Right, so <coughs> that's that's his his role. That's his his strength on this team right now. But he's our seventh. Yeah. Seventh leading scorer, and you're not right? paying him that much. Where right? you know, if you were paying him a lot, he signed and a big think, contract. Right, then you'd expect think, more. And I think just like last year, where it was supposed to be his breakout year, and it ended up being Siakam's. This year, it's Fred and Norm. Yeah. Right. No, everybody thought uh, OG was going to be doing what Norm is doing now. Yeah. But if OG's doing that, Norm's not. So it just it just so happened that somebody else. That offensively before, and OG. were you expecting this from Fred? Not this, not much. this, right? Like, I was like, Freddie, you thought that okay, Fred might take another step, you get more minutes. I wasn't expecting Fred to start, 
Nope. And I wasn't expecting him to succeed this much starting either. So it's interesting. While the expectations were heaped upon OG, as you mentioned, we've seen Fred and Norm sort of step forward and and they've taken that, you know. Next big step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read one last comment here before we get out. And Len says... I feel like this is a, a good one to end on. Len says, I feel like it's been a while since anyone has teased Sheldon with his seventh seed prediction. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked if he thought he, the Raptors would be leading the division seven. at the All-Star break. I just said four, five, six. S- sorry, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> Indiana, Orlando, Brooklyn, Detroit. You thought they would be in those positions. Somewhere there. But, but they're anyways, not. Fair do, enough. Do, do, do. Fair Raptors. enough. Fair enough. Really appreciate you guys tuning yes. in. And of course, uh, Q, tell the people where they can hit you up in the meantime, between time here on the Wrap It Up podcast. Same place as always, people. Simply underscore just underscore Q on all social media. That's Instagram. Sorry, not all social media. I don't do all that other stuff. But just Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then also catch us at uh, either myself or Ola, who's usually here, at DDS Caps again, yes. Twitter and Instagram. And check out our, our stuff at DDSCaps.com. Mike? Mike underscore Bello underscore six. Instagram, hit me up. Glad to be back. Good game to be back. Good game to be back. Fun as usual, man. Great game to be back. Great to have you guys back. And thank you guys for tuning in. Whether you were live on our Instagram feed, rocking it out, great conversation there at Sheldon Alexander. Instagram feed's about to go down, but shout to you guys. Really appreciate yes. you guys, the OGs on the Instagram feed. Same thing goes for the Twitter feed that continues to grow at a great rate. And I really appreciate you guys tuning in on that Twitter feed live after each and every Toronto Raptor game at Shell Alexander because again we are the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show and you know what we don't get to do that without you guys so blessings thank you guys so much for tuning in and of course if you ever miss a podcast or you want to support us like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts iTunes SoundCloud Google Play Spotify YouTube just search On Blast Podcast again On Blast is a network wrap it up is the show really appreciate you guys tuning in because i say it all the time wouldn't be able to do this without you guys repping and supporting the pod and growing it to where it is now where hey i'm sick and i got mad people hitting me up being like are you okay (laughs) hope you're doing all right when are you coming back when's wrap it up back and that means a lot that means so much you know we do this and it's fun talking to you guys and, and having fun and joking around about the raps and getting different people's opinions so Really hope that you guys enjoy the ride as well. Because as I always say, I used to pray for times like this. To rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. On Blast.